0: Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share reading, reflection and prayer for Pentecost Sunday. Today, our reader is Ruth Cantley. Our
1: reading this morning comes from the Book of Acts, chapter 2, and reading from the beginning But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No. No. And I will show portents in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Excitement and the church are not necessarily two terms that we would put together naturally, yet today that's exactly what we're called to do. Think back to the last time that you were really excited for something. What was it? A birthday party? A wedding? A holiday? Even a haircut? Can you conjure up that feeling of anticipation, of joy, of passion? When we're passionate about something, we can really feel it, and so can the people around us. It's infectious. We talk faster and louder, the colour rises in our faces, and people wonder if we're burning up inside. And we are. That's why it's called being fired up. That excitement calls up the fire in our bones and our stomachs, and we can talk for hours at a speed and volume that may very well lead people to wonder if we have had a glass or two of wine, even if the sun is not quite yet over the yardarm. That kind of passion, that kind of excitement, that kind of love is contagious. You can feel the spark of positive energy in a room or a crowd, especially if we share things that have called to us or changed us or brought us great joy. And when we share in terms others can understand, it makes people want to be part of that experience or to take action. The fire spreads. Sometimes it's a slow burn, other times it's a wildfire driven by wind. In the passage from Acts, no one knew what to expect when the Spirit blew into that room all those years ago, igniting the church with love. They hadn't put together a committee or made careful plans. When the Spirit burst into that room, they were just an average church. A bunch of people who liked to tell stories and host meals, with their good and their bad habits, their fears and their faith all intermingled, Uncertainty about the future just as prominent as their love of singing and eating together and sharing. Jesus had left them. What would they do now? Who would they be? Why were they here? What was their point? What was their future plan? Questions perhaps not dissimilar to ones that churches are asking themselves today, redefining what they do. And how they do it. On the day of Pentecost there was a sound like a mighty wind but it was not the wind. There was not real fire but something that resembled it. We are dealing with a story here that is more about symbols than about hard facts. For this is a story, a classic in the early church, that was recorded so that the truth of what the church was becoming is portrayed as being blessed by God and being part of the fulfilment of his promise. The story of the fire of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came reminds us that it is the church community that is at the heart of things and that the church community will be at times given hope by this story and sometimes the church community will be found challenged by this story too, to change and grow over the years. The Holy Spirit bursts in again onto the life of God's people, a sound like a mighty rushing wind sweeping through that place where those nervous followers of Jesus had gathered. And it spreads, literally like a wildfire. It was dawn on that day of Pentecost and the followers of Jesus were just gathered there to wait and to pray. And that new day burst open, With an eruption of sound from heaven, things were coming loose, things were breaking open. Was it a symbolic reminder of the same Spirit of God that brooded over the dark waters of creation in Genesis, bringing new life? Or perhaps even the same Spirit of God that rattled the dry bones in Ezekiel's prophecy, that gave breath and new life to corpses? Then comes what appears like fire. The Holy Spirit moves and invigorates life in that early church. All receive the gift, all receive the inspiration, all receive that baptism of fire that was to transform a relatively small number of frightened individuals into a still relatively small number of men and women who from somewhere found the courage to speak up and act out in faith. Almost playfully in his story in Acts, Luke takes the tongues of fire and turns them into tongues that speak. And speak not one language but many, though they all say the same thing. The eruption of the Holy Spirit leads to a proclamation by the community, and no one in the whole world was excluded from that explosive message. A message that ignores barriers of race and colour, gender or sexuality, age or ability, a message that weeps at violent acts of racism on our streets that blight society, that cries at the needs of the poor, that mourns the abuse of the environment, and speaks to all a story about life, about passion, about danger, about imagination, about new life about hope, about love for one another, about a time beyond Covid, about rebuilding a community of faith, about learning how to be church again, and what makes a live, inspiring community of faith. This story is more than just about external appearances. It is an internal transformation. This story about the birth of the church is recorded to remind us, not how it happened, but why it happened, and why it should continue happening today. God calls us all to go out into the world and kindle the love and the warmth and the excitement and the passion that our world needs to hear. Amen. We have a couple of questions to take our Pentecost thoughts into the coming week. Why do you think Jesus chose to send his Holy Spirit to his followers during the Pentecost celebrations? Where do we see the Holy Spirit at work today? And where would we like to see the Holy Spirit at work today? Those questions again Why do you think Jesus chose to send the Holy Spirit to his followers during the Pentecost celebration? Where do we see the Holy Spirit at work today? And where would we like to see the Holy Spirit at work today? We come now to a prayer of gratitude and concern let us pray O holy spirit bearer of fire born upon the wind stirrer of the water of the world your presence shakes and shatters weaves and brings wonder into our lackluster world as you came to the community of believers and doubters gathered in jerusalem touching each one with passion and purpose so pour yourself out once more upon us a community of believers and doubters today, needing your courage and your comfort in our lives. As we speak the words of the glory of God in many languages and with many meanings across this nation and this world, give us not only tongues to speak, but ears with which to listen and minds with which to understand and interpret. In this new language of inclusion and love, of mercy and joy, may there be compassion and sincerity in all that we see. We pray that our words and prayers, spoken and acted out, might touch the sore places of our world. We grieve at acts of racism that we see, actions that have no place today in a world where all are valued. Let your spirit light upon our world so that we can all work together to allow each other's worth to be equally valued regardless of skin colour or ethnicity. Light gently upon the poor and the hungry, the homeless and the refugee, the sick and unemployed, the downtrodden and oppressed, the angry and the grieving. Bless your church this day, that wherever God's children are gathered in worship, God's spirit of truth and joy may fill each soul and each time of worship. May the gifts of the Spirit, extravagant and compelling, transform each family of faith into a community of compassion. Draw us together, even though we worship apart, and transform your world. And now, may the peace of Christ be with you and all those you love. Amen.